0: hello and welcome to the sensibly speaking podcast this is your host chris shelton welcoming you for another hour of podcasting greatness uh here on my channel and uh as you can see this week i am joined by john christensen and uh, if you're wondering who john is well he's never appeared on my show before and don't really think on anybody's show but what we have here is the other side of a picture that we have told with Katherine Olson. And she was, if you all recall from a couple months ago, I did a series of interviews with her where she had escaped from Scientology about a year and a half ago or so. She had been um, a Sea Org member for many, many, many years and had been sent out to uh, Ohio and to the, to the org out there and had taken off, it escaped. And she had stories to tell, she had information to give us about Scientology and the whole chase wave credit card fraud and the COVID protocols and nonsense that had happened during those years and a lot of other stuff. And her story was very, very interesting. And of course, the best news about that, the best part about it was that she got out, she escaped. Well, she didn't do it alone. And one of the things that I have talked about for years on my channel and with therapists and exit counselors is how do you help facilitate somebody? How do you help somebody out of a cult? How do you help them out of a domestic violence situation, a coercive control situation, in other words? What do you do if you're a family, a friend, an old friend, somebody who's contacted by a person in this position? What should you say? How should you deal with it? Well, I've given lots of advice on this. Therapists and counselors have given lots of advice on this. But I've invited John on the show today because he did it. And he did it successfully with Catherine. He was the one that she reached out to who was, and he'll explain their relationship, but he was an old friend of hers. And they got in touch. And through communication, just through phone and text and whatnot, he helped her come from a fence sitting, I don't know what to do to a get out of the sea or get out of Scientology and, and get on with your life. And um, so I wanted to talk to him about how he went about doing that and what he did. And I thought that th- hopefully through the course of this, uh, you know, the things that I've been preaching and that he did, we can share with you. So if you are in need of this kind of information, you'll know what to do. So, John, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's it's great to be
1: here. Yes, I'm very very happy to have you on. Um, I think it's I think it's important to note what you just said about being on the fence. Mm-hmm. It didn't occur to me until you just said that. But um, if she had been, if Catherine had been fully into in in a stage where she was fully still gung-ho about being in the sea org about being in scientology i honestly don't know what level of success we would have had Mm -hmm. Um, it was it was only when when i detected uh subtly honestly uh that she might be unhappy that i started to just pull at the little thread right and it, uh, but yeah, like if if she had, if it had been like a, a few years once she had been in there, I don't know how effective this would have been or not. And and I would also like to disclaim that I'm I'm no expert at it. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist or or a therapist or anything like that. Um,
0: no, but that in this very lucky <laughs> in this case, that's a feature, not a bug. Right. That's, that is right. one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have this conversation is because I want people out there to get that this is not something you have to go get a degree in or something you have to go read lots of books about in order to be able to do. Helping somebody is not hard if you're willing to spend some time, put your ego aside, and just listen to them and just listen to the words they're saying and the tone that they are using and what are they actually expressing to you you know that will take you that will give you more mileage a sympathetic ear a kind word here and there a willingness to spend time with a person and invest in them is going to get you so far in helping people and and that you know professional training and expertise bolsters that helps those things but i'm going to tell you you can have the most highly trained expert in the world and if they don't take some time put their ego aside lend a sympathetic ear (laughs) none of their expertise is going to work and that's a really really vital point that i've been trying to drive home for years on this channel and you model that you demonstrated that and we're going to talk about exactly how um, think- but, I, but that's a feature, not a bug that you, you know that you did these things. The other thing I wanted to comment on real, real fast is from what you just said there on the fence sitting thing is the very fact that she reached out to you in the first place, right? After years of being disconnected, as we'll talk about, um, was enough of an indication that something's up, right? Because if they're still talking to you is another point I want to drive home right from the get go here. There is hope.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And in fact, I didn't even for the longest time, I didn't think that she was a Sea Org member because by sheer virtue of the fact that she was talking to me, because I I thought, well, once I, I didn't even know what the Sea Org was, by the way, when she reached out to me. But once, uh, once I found out what it was, I thought, oh, okay, good. So I know she's not part of this because she wouldn't be able to be talking to me. I found out, obviously, that wasn't. That this was an exceptional
0: case. That's right. That's but, right. She um, actually went off the reservation, so to speak, in order to contact you, speak with you. Normally, if for a Org member, that would not be happening. And yeah,
1: and no. and it and it and it uh, and it reduced. And when I when I reached out to the Aftermath Foundation, uh, which was before she did, mm-hmm. I reached out to it on, on her behalf just to see what was what. And uh, and I actually didn't know it at the time, but I, w- I had been corresponding with uh, Aaron Aaron Smith Levin Aaron mm-hmm. Smith Levin or Levin Smith.
0: A, no, Aaron Smith Levin. Okay,
1: sorry, Aaron. <laughs> but um, I had been corresponding with him, and found out later. You know, well, didn't find out later. Confirmed later. Just what a nutcase I was looking like, because I was telling him all these things, and he was going, "Well, how could you possibly be talking? You're not a Scientologist." How could you possibly be right? Right. <laughs> right. Okay, right. buddy. Okay. Right. We don't ever get any emails like this. So, and and I, I, I said I definitely
0: would have would have if you had sent that to me. I'm not part of the aftermath foundation, but I have gotten tons of emails from people, and I absolutely would have been like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs>
1: yeah. I wouldn't have believed me. Right. I wouldn't have believed me, and I kept telling her that. I said, I said, you know, because because she didn't want to give out any information. Just like, no, don't give my name out. Don't get, you know, any one of your thousands of names. Um, Yeah, I can't even give out one. No, don't give any of my names out. Um, And I said, okay, and don't tell them what you want. And then, don't, all right. Okay, so I'm going to this guy with nothing. I'm a complete stranger out of the blue. And I'm saying, I'm saying, hey, could you tell me what your foundation is about? Do you guys do this? And do you give out that? And and I said, you do realize what he's going to think, right? I said, do you realize he's going to think I'm some kook or he's he's just going to think? And I was right.
0: So, right, Well, fortunately, consistent communication, everything got clarified and yes, yes, and Catherine got some help. But let's go ahead and go back to the beginning here. And I want to just kind of give you the floor. I might bump in uh, every now and again with some questions, but why don't you go ahead and tell the story of how you knew Catherine originally and what, and then her reaching out to you out of the blue years and years later and, and what occurred.
1: I, 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 I'd love to do that. Uh, one thing I'd like to, one word I'd like to mention going into this, because it plays into this is trust. If you have it, if you already have the trust, recognize that you have the trust, don't let any of it escape you do everything you can to hold on to that trust because that is i think probably the most important thing important element in all of this if you if the, the once the person doesn't trust you
0: anymore uh,
1: all hope is probably lost
0: exactly um, exactly and that's why by the way the yelling, screaming, antagonistic approach to trying to get somebody out of a situation like that tends to fail, is because you're actually breaking bonds and violating trust by, by treating people badly like that. And yeah, they, how many, they don't appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And how many emotionally intelligent creatures, not even humans, uh, does that work with? How many times have you seen yourself yell and scream at an animal or a child or an, or an adult? and say you know you're, you're you're ridiculous or stupid uh what you're doing is ridiculous or stupid come here you know it <laughs> doesn't work very well it, I uh, anyway yeah. uh, so starting in 1992 um that's when we met there, late 1992 and um and we just hit it off right away it was uh we were we just became really good friends really fast and there there really wasn't there really wasn't much uh, there really wasn't much about Scientology at first and she was she had already been a member of the church from this point on I'm going to try not to call it a church I don't like calling it a church I'm going to call it the cult right the
0: um, organization known as the Church of Scientology yeah yeah aka the church. Yeah.
1: yeah well and so but everybody know anytime i say the word and use the word church in regard to this i'm putting huge quotation marks around that um so so we met and we and we and we hit it off really well uh we were just the best of friends ever and and it was just something it was a unique kind of friendship it's like i'd never had in my life and it was um And it wasn't until later on that she started i i had never even heard the word scientology until she mentioned it so she introduced me to it thanks just kidding but she introduced me to that and uh at the time i had no idea that it was a fraud or a cult or anything like that um because like i said i'd never heard of it but she she was talking about all these ideas relating to uh, relating to the mind and to the brain and to uh how to solve problems and i honestly remember very 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 few details because it was so long ago but sure. i just remember thinking i remember the just the word itself the the, the word itself uh initiated my bullshit detector just a little bit
2: mm. because
1: i said Scientology, what the hell was Scientology? What was that the knowing of knowing or knowledge of knowing? And and decades no, later, I find out like, yeah. that is that is what it that is what it tells you. One of the things it tells you that it is. And yep. and but at the time, I just thought it 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 reeked to me of of like cheap salesmanship uh, because it was such a specious word. I thought, well, okay, knowledge of knowing, all right, uh, but that just sounds like a word that's meant to sound really impressive, but actually, once you look at it, it doesn't mean anything. It's just, but I don't know if that's really what it is to a Scientologist. I doubt it, but that's what it was to me. So just the word alone made me think, why would you have, what? what's the point of that? So, and I had never heard of it. And I was at a high school by that point. I, you know, I, I had a high school education by that point. She was still in high school. And I, and then she, st- and so she started telling me all these things about that, that I'd never heard of these ideas I'd never heard of that the, the more I heard of them, I just went, uh-huh, uh-huh, ding, bullshit, ding, bullshit, ding, not true. And at the same time, I didn't say any of that to her. And it had nothing to do at the time with getting her out of anything. It had to do with, this is my very, very dear friend, and I wanted to respect what she believed, what she thought, what she was trying to share with me. She wasn't even trying to convert me. She was trying to share with me, and which I think is an important difference. If she had been trying to convert me, my response might have been different. Mm. But um, she was just trying to share with me. She found, she found happiness in what she believed to be these truths and she was telling me about about such and such uh with with the mind and i and, and i started thinking this is just not true this is just not true i don't know where she's getting this and then i thought oh she, she doesn't know what she's talking about you know she's she, she's still i wasn't much older than her but i felt like oh she's still young <laughs> And. I dismissed that until uh, I, was over, I was over at her house one time, and, and she and her mom were talking about it at the same time. And I thought, oh, okay, here's a person who's a generation ahead of me, who is speaking with absolute conviction, absolute conviction that this is, this is the real truth. This is the real way to go. And if you really, if you really want to be enlightened, this is the path. You really should read Dianetics. You really should read this. You really should read that. And I was going, huh? okay. Well, so that at the time put a little more credibility into the uh, just the possibility. Right. Because, because up until that point, I, I had been thinking, okay, if somebody's going to ask me to, in order to believe the things that I'm being told about the brain, about the mind, I'd have to abandon what I know about psychology. And I'd taken psychology, I'd taken a sequence of psychology in high school and I had taken anatomy and physiology in high school. I knew that Catherine had taken none of those things. So I thought, how, how would she have any way to compare this against, how would she know this? But once her mom started talking about it, I thought about it a little bit more, but not for much longer. Because just the more I heard about it, the more I went, oh, my God, this is just this, this stuff is just ridiculous. And at the same time, I thought, all right, I'm I'm st- I'm still young. I need to just tone it down here. You know, I. I I'm starting to take college classes at this time myself. And I, I thought I, I want to be enlightened. I want to be open to new points of view just because, yeah, I've never heard of this, but that doesn't mean anything. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm full of shit. Excuse me. And, but they're just, they're just, there's a bit, there's a difference. There's a difference that I was somewhat able to detect then between um, a new idea being brought to you and revolutionizing your way of thinking which is what I was hoping for Mm. and an idea that just sounds like it is just garbage. Mm -hmm. And this sounded like it was just garbage. Mm. I, all of this I was going, no, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me. That's contradictory to everything I, I already know. And I, and I, I appreciate the idea of being, like I said, having your thoughts revolutionized, but But when, but I didn't think I'd ever be. My thoughts would ever be revolutionized by somebody who was, was not even as educated as me. I wasn't that educated then, but she was less educated. So I never thought it would come from somebody in that position. Anyway, so I tried. I just said, I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to listen. And what bothered me about it is that. This is the kind of stuff that the kind of stuff she was talking about. Um, I knew people who would who would talk about things like this in this way. And I didn't. And these are not people I wanted to spend time with. Mm. It was a really big difference. I went, oh, wow. Everything about her is everything about her is just really cool. I love everything about her. And I love everything she says until she starts talking about this, because now it's like I'm talking to an entirely different individual.
0: And, and that's a very good point, because personality wise, you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think of it as I don't even know if I would have been able to understand what the difference is between a cult personality and the core personality or sure, true sure. personality, whatever we want to call it but um anyway it's just like i there were people i knew who i i ex- i would expect to hear things like that from them i'd grown up with i i'd grown not grown up but i had i had lots of mormon friends who tried to convince me of all sorts of things that i thought were ridiculous i had all sorts those same friends always tried to drag me to their dances in order to uh slowly what i didn't understand at the time but it was was there slowly trying to convert me there? It's, it's the long haul is what I thought it was. That's what I now think it was. And so I would expect that from somebody who had otherwise um, believed in things that were outrageous to me. She was not one of those people. And so it was b- bizarre coming from her. Right. And so, But I didn't think there was anything to convince her away from. I didn't think there was anything to get her out of. Or anything to that somebody could save her from, or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it but wasn't clear. Yeah, huh? It, it wasn't yet clear that this was something that was trapping her.
1: Yes, exactly. At first, at first, yes, it was. I had no idea that I, I like I said, I had. It never would have occurred to me that the church that she was taught that she had been talking about was a cult. Um. And it didn't even occur to me that it was that it was a, a fraudulent organization. Sure. The only thing I thought is, oh God, she's somebody who's really important to me, really important to me, and has been caught up in caught up in this kooky cockamamie belief system that I just can't sanction, and 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 so I just didn't know what to do with that other than listen, and every once in a while gently question, Right. And just say, well if if it's like this how does this and this and that work or if it's like this how is that possible or if you say a b c and x y z over here and they are and we agree they're mutually exclusive then how do you reconcile those things and every time she would say it's hard to explain <laughs> or you really should read this thing Mm-hmm. There was no internet there and then there was no, you know, so you couldn't just say, look, the, look this up and Google it. So it was all about, you should read this book and read that book. And um, it was just a matter of, it's hard to explain. You should read this. And, well, but you, this is something you're trying to convince me of. Mm-hmm. That's a theme that I've noticed in this entire adventure. Not, not just while I was trying to help, while I was trying to guide her out. But also afterward, when she had to had to contend with um, people who were basically, in effect, coming after her in the same way that the church kind of did, in, in the sense they were trying to get her to think in ways that are nonsensical and don't mm. and up healthy. Conspiracy theorists. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So, and and by the way, uh, just. Quick side note: uh, Catherine has mentioned to me, and I agree with her. If if you want to talk about that toward the end or whenever, I, I think that's really important because one of the things was uh, was like one of the things I thought of was well, what's going to happen to her once she's out. Is she going to fall into something else that's like this? Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry for that
0: diversion, but um, okay. So-, so I would. So this was kind of the situation pre? Yes. Okay. Yes, and yes. this was before she left. And right. um, and then she just yeah. kind of up and disappeared one day.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting to, which is wow. that, uh, sorry, I had a cat on my leg here. Um, I had been just saying, well, I just think she's in this kooky belief system and uh, just gently question every once in a while. And it was all the, always the same response. But okay, well, it didn't seem like a threat. It just seemed like an annoyance until one day she was just gone. Right. Gone. And it was just, it was even thinking about it, even 30 years later is a really rather sickening feeling. Mm. I I will never forget what that took, what that felt like. I will never forget how much incredulity was, was just mixed in with, I don't know just sadness because she was she was just gone she had disappeared and it wasn't just her obviously her her mom had disappeared as well that uh, she she lived with her mom at the time and and they had disappeared and a good friend of a mutual friend of ours uh came to me and said well Catherine moved I said what and did she just move she was here like yesterday literally yesterday she said, yeah, well, she, um, she, she moved and she wanted to make sure that I got this phone number to you. a little piece of paper, little tiny piece of paper with a number on it. Uh, and I said, and I said, OK, so I called. She wanted to make sure that you, you called her at this number. and So I called her at that number and it was her voice technically. And I heard and I, instead of hearing hello by this, is Catherine or whatever, I heard Church of Scientology, can I help you? And it was just chilling, mm. was just chilling. But, and that's when I realized, what, what is, what? I, it, it wasn't, I, I, should, I almost said that's when I realized that this was something sinister, but that's not quite accurate. It's more like I realized that this is something more. Right. And, and so, you know, I talked to her and she, and she, her entire demeanor, I'm sure this won't surprise you, but it surprised the hell out of me. Her entire demeanor had completely changed. Yeah. She was cold. She was utilitarian in the conversation. And and she was kind of, she wasn't mean or unfriendly exactly. She was just distant. Right. And she had never talked to me like that before at all. And it's, I mean, she knew who I was. She knew who I was and she knew who had called and But she was talking to me almost as if, well, I don't know exactly, I don't know why you're calling me here. I don't know why you're calling me. Mm. Something to that effect. And I don't remember what she said, but I said, you know, well, you had Megan. Megan was our friend. You, you had Megan give me your phone number. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Hang on for a second. So, and I guess she puts down the phone and I hear these other people speaking to her quietly in the background, kind of an ominous tone. And then as they're talking to her, I slowly hear the phone gently click and we're disconnected. Oh. And, was, and that was the last I heard from her for 27 years. Damn. It was damn it was terrible. It was, and once social media came of age, I started to wonder what happened to Catherine. All all those years, I had been wondering what happened to Catherine. Where did she go? Why did she, you know, I know that she was part of the Church of Scientology, but the more I heard about it, the more I just shut it out. I said, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. It's it's painful for me to hear sure. the choice she made. But I had always wondered where she went, so I tried you know looking her up on facebook looking her up on google and things and and uh, not realizing how many aliases she would have but also not realizing that she would specifically be unfindable and and um so i looked it up under her i looked it up under i thought well maybe i misspelled her name maybe it was a a c instead of a k maybe there's an e in olson instead of a instead of not and of course nothing ever came up and i never Never knew was for all I knew she could have been, she could be dead for all I knew. right. She was just gone. Yeah, and I didn't remember her mother's name at the, um, and I didn't anyway, so I just had no way. I just tried over and over, sporadically through the years, came up with absolutely nothing. And then uh, one day she reached out to me on Facebook.
0: and this is twenty two years later. 27. 27 years later. 27 years later. One fine day. Dang. Yeah. You get a Facebook message. I, I,
1: there, yeah, exactly. There are people who have been born and
0: grown into adults. By the time, <laughs> that's right, Including Dude, four, this is almost three decades later. Yeah. That's a yeah, long
1: time. Yeah. I have, I have four nephews who I have four nephews and a niece. I had one niece at, when I knew her, but I had four nephews and a niece who had been born and, in that time and grown into adults and to adulthood. Um, poor of those boys but by my sister who is also a friend of Catherine's. and it's like just knowing that anyway um so yeah she reached out to me and it uh
0: and what did she say
1: she said is this the is this the well i don't know if i want to okay
0: well after you, you guys had sort after you guys had sort of like i mean after you established that you were indeed who oh. you were I mean, was she, I guess what I was wondering is, was she coming to you with, oh my God, help, I'm in a horrible situation or she, hi, how's it going? Haven't talked in a long time, kind of out of nowhere, or was it, I'm in trouble or what, what, what was her attitude and and flow?
1: It was, it was more like the last thing you said is, hi, oh my God, we haven't talked in so long. I've missed you and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and I, I, I've, you know, and we hit it off immediately. It was like yeah. no time had passed whatsoever. Okay. And um, oh, just back in touch. Yeah. It was okay. like nothing had happened in that sense. We were still able to relate to each other the same way. We still had the same interests and values in common. Wow. And, you wow. know, and, and so, and so in the back of my mind, of course, I'm wondering, she's still part of this thing? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there. I figured she'll bring it up sooner or later. And she did. And I, she did, you know, cause, cause pretty early in the conversation is, so how are you? How are you? And what have you been doing for the last generation? Right. Uh, what have you been up to? You know? Right. Was well, there any
0: uh, was there any sort of on your part any sort of what the hell girl? you just disappeared on me? I mean, was there any kind of or did you just kind of get right no, back into uh no
1: she actually she actually she had some things she had some uh she had some personal things that she had wanted to tell me she would wanted to confide in me before she left and never got a chance to because she was torn away from from this world and and so she almost immediately, like within the first three minutes of her talking about it, uh, started telling me about these things. I said, like, wow, that explains a lot of things, you know. And, and so it, she was, it started off with a personal conversation, a personal conversation very, very early. And it was, and the first question about what you were just talking about came pretty soon. It was like, wow, what did everybody think when I disappeared? Mm-hmm. I said, well, I can't account for everybody else. But I said, I was, I, th- I think they were sad. I definitely was. And I didn't know, just basically kind of told her what I told you. And, yeah. and she asked me what I'd been doing. And I told her the very, very rough outline of what I've been doing for the last 27 years. And then, and then I asked her, and of course it came up. She said, I'm working for a religious n- it was the proactivity of this that gave me my first tip-off. It was, mm. I'm working for a religious fraternity and I love it. Mm. But, ah, he thinks the woman doth pipe uh, too much. Yeah, right? I, 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 went, <laughs> I went, well, you could have just, cause she could have just said, waited for me to ask and do you like it? But no, she was, that was right in the first sentence. Right. And, and I right. said, ah, I wonder if you really do.
0: Let me, let, me, uh, let me interject real fast just to say that this is not unusual for somebody going into the Sea Org to just disappear like this. This is not a an unusual circumstance that we're discussing here. Um, destructive cults of all brands, and especially the Sea Org, I can say, because I did it myself as a Sea Org recruiter, bringing people into the Sea Org is always a now 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 don't think about it just act you got to come now we got to do this thing drop everything you know cancel your life we're doing this now it's It's the most amazing thing and that's how you rev people up to get them to arrive into the sea organ you don't want them this is all a very purposeful thing because you don't want them thinking you don't want to give them too much time alone or time with their thoughts to like well wait a minute what about this and this and that? No, 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 no. We're not going to get into any of that. Let's go, go, go. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because her sudden disappearance was not unusual for. culture. just,
1: I, I think that's of immense importance. I mean, you, you, you're talking about any, the nature of just about any con. You're talking about the nature of of the of the, of the cheapest advertisements. You must heck no, exactly. I know. Hurry. Yeah! Buy free now. That's right. Now, now, now. Yes. And there's no. And there's no. Yeah. It's always. uh, There are only five seconds left. If you. And then if if, on the really horrible ones, there's abuse that follows. If you don't do that, you are a horrible person.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, there's almost always children
1: suffer because of you.
0: Yeah. There there isn't. There is almost always a spoken, uh, sometimes spoken, often unspoken, but implied threat or problem or emergency or issue of some kind that you're as the recruit you arriving now right are you doing this now will will prevent solve delay you know put off that horrible awful consequence and that's why you need to do it now you need to come now right you need to do this now
1: and for those of us who are still getting uh, calls every once in a while from the IRS or, or something that's saying, you're, you're going to be, you're going to have a lien launched against you. Launched against you. you you're right. This horrible thing is going to happen to you unless you call this number right now or click on this link right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, if it were really the IRS or if it were really uh, some uh, some evil entity out there that, or, or, the, or the, the sheriff's department of your town, They're not going to tell you, you must call now, otherwise there's imminent danger. They're going to give you a chance to think about it. When somebody tries to take away your ability to think about things, they're doing it for a very good reason.
0: Exactly. And that can't be stressed enough because it manifests so many different ways. And it's really just them playing on. If you look at manipulation and control, coercion, um, you know, as as different ways of... um, leveraging your concerns or your emotions or your life circumstances against you then what this is is really powerful stuff because this is basically digging into your whole fight or flight thing of like it's an emergency we've got to do it now 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 there's these threats there's these reasons and and when a person's getting that mode of thinking they're not thinking they're acting they're reacting and it's a very different headspace and there is an effort to keep the person in that headspace and that's why they can go off and do things like disappear overnight and you won't but they're a good person they would never do that yeah under normal circumstances they wouldn't but when you throw them into a threat situation
1: they're a good person has first of all i i I always that phrase always kind of clicks on me because i think well first of all what does it mean to be a good person that's so vague but also like it's irrelevant for something like this, it has absolutely nothing to do with judgment. It has absolutely nothing to do, and it doesn't even have to do with intelligence, as you have pointed out. Correct. In, in some of your shows. Yep. Which, which, by the way, I've seen several of, and I always <laughs> enjoyed them. Cool. It's to tell you that. Um, and that's something I, I touched on a lot, and something that I think is really, really, really important, I, 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 right up there with the trust thing. Yep, is is the is almost the opposite fear. You know, um, if we're gonna get into like hormones and stuff, cortisol or no cortisol, and like fear, if you. If you frighten somebody badly enough, you can get them to believe anything you want. Correct. If you frighten somebody badly enough, you can get them to do anything, absolutely anything. The most horrible things you could never think that person was ever capable of, they will do if they're frightened enough. They're, they're, I, I don't see how there could be any limits on that
0: exactly and this exactly. is this is as old as time I mean we saw we see this in literature and entertainment yeah. and media I mean Rod Serling did Twilight zones about this you know this is a thing and it's and it's not yeah. a pleasant thing it's not a fun thing it's not something that is our are you know one of the best representations of humanity but it is a thing if you, if it, you
1: scare somebody yeah, but out, it is human it is yeah. it is completely human actually it's, exactly. it's further than humans. It's, it's, it's animal. It's a survival. And so, yeah, it, and, and, and uh, so if you have that fear, and like you were just talking about it and the, the most potent example of that could be uh, the emergency factor, the flight or uh, the fight or flight uh, yep. stage. So, I mean, that's fear right there, but it's imminent fear. It's not just a deep fear that slowly transforms you into a terrified little person who, hoards bottle caps in the basement for when the banks fail. It's just imminent fear that makes you do ridiculous things, hor- and sometimes horrific things, even if you were a good person before that. Or not not just before that, even if you were, are otherwise a good person.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, so, okay, so, so she reaches out to you. You guys reestablish communication and you wisely, and I really want to know why, I'm curious about your mindset on this. You know, a lot of people would dredge up immediately or fairly immediately, you know, this whole issue and like, what the hell? And, you know, there's sort of this betrayal and you took off and you left and there was no word. And and what is this whole Scientology thing anyway? And what, you know, all this kind of, and they might go in on that, trying, you know, thinking they're addressing the source of the problem right away and going to deal with that. But you did not do that.
1: Okay. Well, all all I knew at that moment was I didn't want her to leave my life again. Mm. I had wanted to reestablish contact with her ever since she left. Mm -hmm. It had really, really, really bothered me. Mm. Just the fact that she left at all, and then the way that she left made it worse. And then to find out why she left made it so much worse. So I thought, no, okay, here is something I've been wanting for a very long time. I'm going to do everything I can to hold on to that. And so I'm not going to start criticizing her. I'm not going to start yelling at her. And it's and uh, even that, that has nothing to do at that time, that had nothing to do with Wanting to get her out of anything, or yeah. wanting to dissuade from it for her from anything, uh, especially since I didn't know what she—I I didn't know how bad this was at the time. I thought she's okay. Oh, oh! She, as soon as she said to me, "I'm in a religious fraternity," I went, "Oh, kind of what I was thinking." And I said, "Yeah, the Church of Scientology, right?" And she's right. How did you know? She didn't remember that she had told me anything about it. And I went. You were the person who introduced me to the word Scientology. Are you kidding? Oh, I didn't remember that. Anyway, so so she started, but she, the fact that how how proactive she was about about it made me think. Uh, I want, uh, how proactive she was about mentioning how much she loved it. Uh, that was the first thing that made me wonder. I wonder if you really do love it. We'll see. Mm. So keep that all inside. Keep that all inside. Don't say anything about that. Just be supportive. And be supportive because, like I said, I wanted to. I wanted to draw her back toward me. I didn't want to shove her away from me.
0: Right.
1: And I just feel like it was just the respectful thing to do. <laughs> to, to just not attack somebody. They come back to your life after twenty-seven years, and you start yelling at them. That's ridiculous to me. That's that's utterly ridiculous to me. So, so actually, that never even occurred to me to say, "Hey, what the hell, bitch," kind of thing or whatever.
0: Right. Right. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, it does answer my question, and it, it answers it very thoroughly. And I'm very, I'm thank you for that because you definitely explained where you were, where you were head, where your head was at. And so, um, so you guys interacted for a long time. I mean, weren't you going back and forth for weeks? Almost all of this was on,
1: was on some form of text exchange mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not just weeks, months. months. Many months. Well, okay. the day, I'll put it this way. The day that she reached out, out for me was the day that her unit went into lockdown because of the virus. That's the only reason she was able to contact me at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so this was around, this was around uh, March, April of 2020. Yeah, April of 2020. And yeah. a few weeks after
1: that, I think six weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in June, the day that I that I that it was clear to me, the day that it became clear to me that yeah, the, she she wants to get out of this. And I that that was the day that I decided I'm gonna do everything I can think of to make that happen or mm-hmm. at least facilitate that happening. I had no idea what I was going to do. I just said, I just, I can't. The alternative is just to say, well, nice seeing you after 20, nice hearing from you in 27 years. Sorry to hear about your cult thing. Bye. Right, right. And I,
0: now, having, I now I mean having interrupted, or I'm sorry, having interacted, um, for months, a couple months now, um, you yeah. know, in terms of, in terms of your reestablishment of a relationship, Yeah. um, what happened that indicated to you, oh, this is something she wants to get out of? I mean, did she just flat out say that, or well, I, well, I will,
1: I will get into that. I just okay. uh, to answer your question a little bit more yeah. comprehensively before, because you were asking about how many, how long were we in contact? Sure, how long we were in contact up until the day I decided I was going to do whatever I could. And, and but we were in contact for a much longer time after that. And it just happened so happens, poetically happens to be exactly one year after that was the day that she was going to leave. Um, no, was the, the day that we had that conversation, exactly one year later was the day she was on a plane to Denver. And um, so Thank we were you. interacting um, for a year.
0: I wanted see, I wanted to uh good, because I wanted to um to establish that time frame there, because I want to make it again another kind of important point I want to make to people is this isn't a one-off. This is not a one conversation and it's done. Not only that, not only time. that, but I
1: was shocked that it actually only took a year. I thought I was going to be in on this for two or three years. Right, right. And I was, and I was thinking this might fail. I'm going up against something that's much, much, much more powerful than me. Yep. And and I I could fail. I could I wanted to go into it with the attitude that I must not fail. I must not fail. I can't fail. At the same time, all they had to do, all, all they had to all that had to happen is they find out about our conversations or just something complete otherwise benign. Like they say, Oh, well, you we've decided you're gonna be on a plane, you're gonna be on a plane to um Timbuktu tonight. Yep. Uh so get your get your stuff together and, and go. And then I never even would have heard about it and she would have just disappeared again. For all I know, any of that could happen at absolutely any time. Yeah. So it wasn't completely under my control. I knew that, but anyway. So but I did think it would take a long time and I thought it would take longer than a year. And actually, this I think is just as important to note. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how long it would have taken if I had just been if I had just remained uh, in the gentle mode all along like toward the end I had to accelerate things Uh, toward the end I had to get I had to start as I was saying to her playing hardball with her toward the end I finally had to say look you either need to make this decision, either you need to give me a yes or no on this, uh, uh, because, and if not, this is the life you're choosing. You're choosing to perpetuate this life that you have, and you've told me you're very, very unhappy with this. Mm-hmm. So, so if it hadn't been for that, I think it would have taken, I, I have no idea how long it would have taken. It, it might never have never happened
0: yeah okay, good. Let me back up a second here because you just made a really important point that uh, that we're gonna that I want to get to here, which is this point of when did it change from just passive listening and understanding and being a caring you know soul yeah. to oh, now I'm gonna start making some overt motions in the direction of telling her or implying to her or indicating in some fashion that maybe what's going on isn't the best thing for her. But yeah. it sounds like you only started doing that after she expressed to you long after, after. long and after ha- yeah. So exactly how did that roll out? Did that yeah. sort of, was she sort of feeling you out at, at in terms of what she could tell you, or how did it come that she started complaining to you or telling you the real
1: Oh, well, okay, so. It was, it was almost never complaining, and even the complaining that there was would have been really subtle and not directed at the church. It wasn't like, this church is so bad. It wasn't anything like that. Mm-hmm. It had to do more with longing for other things, and um, longing for things that uh, that I understood at the time, or at least suspected, that I knew that the church, that the church would deny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also had to do with, like I said, the, the praising and the, the pitch, I can't stand pitch. I can't stand sales. It's that I have a, an aversion to them. I, I avoid them like the plague and there, and, and she is the same way. And so when you hear, when you hear somebody who hates pitch, um, by the way, I'm sorry. T- not pitch like a tree It's a pitch on a sales pitch. Everybody. Yeah. Um, when you hear somebody who hates that kind of thing doling that out, you can hear the dissonance between. Even though even though you don't, I wasn't able to hear her. Um, I, we almost never talked on the phone. That was a, extremely rare. Um, so every almost everything was done through text. But you can find out uh, an awful lot. In text just even by the pacing of the way they're writing sure uh, anyway but so is the whole thing about uh, I the whole thing about get, let's first is get into the praising of the of the the cult uh, things like she would talk about this wonderful technology and I like oh. and <laughs> like the, the whole thing just reminded me of of the infomercials that I'd seen over the years after she left. And I was, and I remember just avoiding them. After I'd seen one, I went, Oh God. Oh, just the reek of money, the reek of marketing, the reek of sleaze. And so she would, so she would start to talk like as if she were showing me one of those glowing orbs or letters that are made out of solid gold or the shining beautiful people that are all this crap that you see on there in infomercials anyway uh so whenever she would do that i would that's when i would start to question her i'd say really so you know i i'm going to give you an example and i hope she doesn't i hope she doesn't mind this example because she she looks back upon it with a little bit of embarrassment because she hates sales pitch. And so, you know, how there's, there's how uh, when somebody is in a cult, and even if you're talking to the real person, eventually the cult personality will show up. Hmm. And there's a huge, huge difference when that happens. It's like, oh, suddenly, oh, and suddenly somebody walk, else walked into the conversation. So she started to, she was talking to me every once in a while, she would talk to me about, um, you know, a, a good way to solve problems. And then she'd, she'd quote this, a general, very, very generalized idea about something. And I'd say, you know, it's best to just look at it like this. And it, sa- it sounded rehearsed or it looked rehearsed. And I said, did you get that from your studies? And she said, yeah, it ha happened, happened, And I was thinking, wow, I didn't know all this at the time, but I started thinking, wow, Hubbard never really had an original philosophical idea, did he? He just took it from here and there and said that and worded it in his own way and said that it was his. That's what I started to think. I went, okay, um, already familiar with that idea. Thanks. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay. That sounds like Buddhism right there, what you're talking about oh really you know well a lot of scientology is based in buddhism i said uh-huh all right well whatever and and so she would start telling me uh good ways to solve these problems and and you really should read this thing now she's getting back into read this thing and then she would tell me there's something i'd really at some point she said kind of out of the blue she said there's something i'd really like you to do for me i i went huh. <laughs> and she's please trust me on this uh, i'd really like you to get these books And you' she made a list of books and i have the list of them if you ever want me to dig them up but uh she made a list of books it's like four or five books and uh that's and that's uh, i want you to order them from and here's that thing i want you to to get them right now from me I went. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, all right. Here's where I got to stop you. I said, "I want you to." I said, first, I want to let you know that I, I, I want to support you in any way I can." And I said, "But, but you have to understand that what you just asked me to do sounds pretty bizarre." And do you? Would you like to understand why? And she trusted me, so it was okay to. She already trusted me. Mm-hmm. So I knew that if I said it in that way, in a loving way, that she would listen to me because she was interested in my opinions and she was interested in my points of view. And I said, well, first, um, I don't have time to read four books right now. Um, second, and a lot of the answers to these questions I knew or suspected that I knew, but I wanted to get her thinking about them. Mm-hmm. So, why why do I have to buy them from, from you? And why do I have to do it right now? See, there's that now thing. Yeah. There is a do it right now. And I said, I said, I I've been, why would I have, why would I have to buy it from you? And she's, and and she also said the, the, the total comes to only $140 and includes this book. And I went, wow, this sounds like a sales pitch. And I didn't say that to her, but she said and i said uh well why do i have to buy this from you why would i i said are, are you is this a requirement of is somebody requiring this of you do you keep these in stock and why why must i wouldn't you want me to wouldn't you want me to buy it for the best price which i would bet amazon probably has which i knew it wasn't going to have those books but or i thought it wasn't going to and i said So why? Also, why do I have to buy? Why do I have to buy it from you? Why do I have to buy it now? I said, just so you know, there's nothing you're going to say that's going to get me to buy it now. So we can just put that off the table. I'm not going to buy this now. We can talk about it all you'd like to till we're blue in the face. But what do you? uh, Why do you want all of this? And so, and then I also said, I have never. I said, "Do you have any understanding of how bizarre that actually sounds?" I said, "This doesn't sound like you. This sounds like somebody's making you do this, or somebody is asking you to do this." And it makes me wonder: Are you are you okay? Are you okay? Are you in trouble of some sort? Are you suffering financially in some way? And I did, I didn't think that was any of it. I just wanted to get her thinking about it.
0: But were you yet aware of the fact that she was in the Sea Org?
1: No, I, I didn't even know what, I don't okay. think I knew what the Sea Org even was at the time. Right. But I definitely thought she was not. I definitely, uh, let me. No, but you
0: didn't know that she was only making 50 bucks a week.
1: Let me, let me rephrase that. I, didn't think that. I didn't think that she was in the Sea Org until, until almost a year after she had reached out to me. And then I didn't, and I, and she didn't confirm that she was in the Sea Org to me until a couple of weeks after that. Okay. it was a long time. This was really early on. This was like, uh, this was like when she was still in lockdown. Yeah, I get it. Uh, When she was trying to to peddle these books. And I said, well, why did I said, why would I said, do you realize I've been, I've been, people have recommended books sorts, all sorts of times to me lots of times during my life but never ever not even once has any person ever said to me you must buy them i like couldn't i borrow them or couldn't i you know you must buy them you must buy them now and you must buy them from me mm-hmm. and they no no person in all of my, at the time, 48 years of existence, has anybody ever said, has anybody ever tried to prescribe the way I sample this literature that they're allegedly trying to share with me? This was one point where it's like, like, no, this was not just about sharing. She really was trying to sell it to me. And I was, I said, I can't, I, I have to tell you. And I said, and this is nothing against your church. And I said, this is nothing against your church and nothing against you. It was against your church, but it was. I said, I wouldn't take this offer from anybody on the planet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. If somebody, if anybody else on the planet asked me to do this, I wouldn't do it for the reasons I've stated. And I said, but I want it to make, I want you to make it, I want you, sorry. I want to be really clear that this is not because I think, there's anything that i don't want to learn from your church i had also said that i was open to learning anything she wanted to share with me Mm. and and the same pattern was occurring then that was occurring in 1992 share this with me well but how does this work how does that work why would that be true it's hard to explain you'd have to read this same thing as it had been 30 years earlier Mm -hmm. or uh 27 years earlier at that time but I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to buy these books. Not, a, not. I mean, let's discuss it first. I'm not going to do it the way you're talking about, though. And it's um, it has nothing against you. I just wanted to re- really hammer that into her, that it wasn't against her. It wasn't against the church. So, and after I did that, she felt really, really bad. And she felt like, oh, I feel terrible trying to sell you something you don't even know anything about. It. I said, don't feel bad. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. I, t- I said, I just didn't understand. I was trying to understand. I said, that's all I care about is I want to understand why you're doing what you're doing, because you have to understand how unusual it is. And she mm-hmm. said, I guess, well, maybe it is unusual. It's not unusual to me. but And I said, I said, well, think about what things were like before. You were in the church. I said, "Wouldn't that have seemed strange to you if somebody told you, if somebody suggested it?" People, she's an avid reader. You know, if people had you ever been told how to buy, what book to buy, how to buy it, and from whom to buy it, and when to buy it? No, you know. So, so that was one. Um, is is basically the the praising. Of the church um the overly zealous praising of the church uh when it it just came out also when it came out of nowhere when she would just uh, talk about well the church is this and church does these things we have our own movie studios we give to we give to all this hurricane relief and congratulations you know but but the other thing um now i'm kind of i'm sorry i lost track of what you're question was i was answering it with that but there was another point i was
0: and well where we were going there was you know at what point did it start converting over from friendly talk about innocuous things to complaints about the church to oh yeah oh, there's yeah. a problem here i need yeah. to start dealing with
1: well complaints complaints were very very few and none of them
0: were ever again uh, against the church, you said.
1: Well, a few, a very few of them sh- complaints against the church were very veiled, and they didn't start to show up. I don't think until much later in our conversations. Mm-hmm. But it was there. It was initially just praised for the church, where it didn't seem to. That's what led me to believe that she was unhappy because it felt like I'm telling myself I have to convince myself that I love it here, mm-hmm. and. And so then, but then when I started hearing about all the things she was longing for, she had, lo- she had regretted all the time uh, that she never got to spend, we never got to spend together. Uh, with, so all the time that she never got to spend with the group of friends that we had in common back then. Um, okay. All the events in my life that would have been just wonderful. It would have just been absolutely perfect to have her there, and there's just no no end to that sadness for me. Just thinking about that's just gone; it's never coming back. Um, my sister's wedding, for instance, and, sure. and you know, vacations or whatever. And, and and it would have just been wonderful to have her there. And she was on board with that. She was like, "Yeah, I I just really I really missed that. I really missed this." And then she would start talking about, you know, things that she loves about nature. She's, she's an avid photographer also. She loves to take pictures of nature. She loves to be in nature. Something that you don't get a lot of in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. If you're confined in Los Angeles. And so, and talking about how much she absolutely detested Los Angeles. And so just things she was longing for longing for a uh just and then when it started to get into things that where she talked about how much more meaningful things would be if she had these things um and talking about because she had run a she had run the 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 galley the kitchen for 12 years and Mm -hmm. learned to become very very capable in the kitchen and so and and love to create culinary thing and really, really wonderful culinary things. And, and I thought, well, why don't, and so once she started talking about things like photography and things like being a chef, uh, the first thing I thought of, why don't you be a chef? Why Why don't you do that? And I knew what the answer probably was, but I wanted to get her thinking about it. I said, why don't you, why don't you be a chef? Well, first of all, I can't because my my back, because her back has been worked to death by the Sea Org, which is tragic. Uh, so her back, her back can't take, take that much labor for that long, that consistently. But, um, you know, why don't you become a chef? And, and I said, um, why don't you, you, you could branch out and, you know, and I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not kind of, I'm feigning a level of ignorance here. At this point, mm. where, I'm saying, where I'm saying, no, I don't think this is what they're going to, I don't think they let her do this. Otherwise, she would have been, done it by now. And like, I said, well, why do I said, well, if you're, if you work for a company, I said, you've talked to me about how great this place is. You've talked about how, how it's the most effective organization that's ever graced the planet. You've talked about it, how it's the most effective how it has all this wealth, all these resources, all this support. It's just that it's a little misunderstood, but you know. And, and I said, I want to understand it. It sounds like you work for a great place. And I'm really glad for you. It sounds like you work for a wonderful employer. I can't say the same. And I <laughs> I've worked for lots of different kinds of employers. But I said, what a really great employer does do a lot of the time is that employer not only lets you expand but they want you to expand because you become a greater asset to them. Why don't you become a, 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 a chef? I mean, an actual chef. Oh, I can't because of this and this and this and that. And, well, why wouldn't, I said, well, she, well how would I pay for something like that? And to, well, a lot of really great companies of which you, with which you work, I would pay for that to happen. Because they're making an investment, and surely a company as effective as this one knows that an investment in an employee and keeping happy employees pays off, pays great dividends. Oh, never thought of that. Well, I, I can't do that. And then, and, then, and then other things like photography. Well, why don't you become a professional photographer? Do you want to become a professional photographer? Why don't you become one if that's what you, if that's what you want? Is that what you want? Yeah, I'd love to do that. Do it. I can't because this and this and that. Basically, I I mean, she, I don't think she ever, well, she did kind of say like, because I'm pretty much stationed where they, they, I pretty much have to go where they tell me to go.
0: Right. During the course of this, during the course of this questioning, did you ever You know, in making these suggestions to her and then she would say, well, I can't or I can't do this, can't do that or anything. Did you ever say to her, um, well, then you should just quit? (laughs) No. Okay, I was just curious. I was just curious how far that went, you know?
1: No, not like, not like, (laughs) no, because I knew that she was in, I I knew that she, again, I didn't even... I didn't even think it was a cult, yes, necessarily at this point. Okay. I just knew that it was bullshit. And okay. And so I I I thought, well, and I thought, well, she clearly feels this is the thing about about a Sea Org member that, that they have had the power all along. They have the power every moment to leave once they recognize they have that power. And mm-hmm. so so, but again, I didn't know she was in the sea. at the time, but I, I knew that she was basically imprisoned by the, by the belief that she had to be there, that she was required. And there were times when I would say, what is requiring you to be there? What is, I, so kind of, I guess that's a form of why don't you just quit? But like, well, I'll get to that in just a second. Because
0: yeah, No, it's crazy. a better question. You know, what's keeping you there is a much better question than why don't you quit. Well,
1: that's pretty much the way it, it unfolded. And it was like, so I'd say, well, you can't, they're not letting you do this. Why would they, why would they not let you
0: do this? Right. right.
1: Like How See, is it even is the, in their benefit for you?
0: Right. There? This is the demonstrated curiosity I'm always going on about is ask mm-hmm. lots of questions be interested in the person, interested in their life, interested in their problems in the group that they're part of, um, interested in their views, their 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 perspective on things, right? More so than telling them what's wrong, telling them what to think, telling them what to do. You ask tons of questions, and then again, you just kind of went right in on that line.
1: Don't put, don't put them on the defensive. Do right. anything you can to keep them from going. In from going into a defense mode because once they're there you might not get them out of it.
0: Exactly. Cause and it uh, that, that trust factor.
1: Yes. Once you get yeah, once and and I was lucky that that was one of the things I just to go back a little bit. I told you that she had um, she had been wanting to confide some some really important things to me right before she left. She never had a chance and she reached out to me because she trusted me. And she reached out and she confided in me 27 years later because she still trusted me. And that's when I realized, well, maybe not that's when I realized, but I definitely I definitely realized that, well, if she, God, that's, that's the most valuable asset you can have. Don't let go of that trust. Don't give her any reason to believe you should because she just gave it to you. Mm-hmm. She just gave you all that she could possibly give you. For something like this, although at the time planning on.
0: Well, again, the fact that she was opening up to you, communicating with you at all, as we know in retro, you know, in hindsight,
1: yeah,
0: was already indications that she was very much on the fence and she was very much looking for somebody to talk to. And I want to stress that you know, if we go back to her interviews as well on this, right, what we see is this gradual opening over time, over months, because that's what it took to establish more and more and more trust, more and more and more care to get her to open up to get to where she really why did she start that conversation in the first place? Yeah. She kind of wanted to get there, but it took a long time, you know. Yeah. I don't and want to necessarily of, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna
1: say and part of the reason she started talking longing for these these things that nature and and being able to visit places she'd never visited and and Uh, photographing things is because is because she was allowed to breathe at some point because of the lockdown because finally she could actually walk around for a little while that's right released it for a little bit
0: that's right and that kind of freedom and distance from the you know coercive environment is exactly the things that you know and i mean it was real it was circumstances here as well played a part in this and it's it's recognizing those circumstances. It's you know you kind of you know maneuvered through this in a very you know in a in a in a in a good way in a very very productive way, um, uh, but not necessarily in a really scheming way. You weren't necessarily scheming your way through this. You were just kind of organically
1: working. I don't know if I I don't know if I'd go as far as to say I was not scheming. I'll be honest. There were okay. times when I was scheming. Okay, good but, and. and but but ju- but just to, if we if we want to just in case somebody wants to turn those words around on us i wouldn't prefer the word scheming i'd prefer yeah i just prefer the word planning but yeah it, it yeah, yeah it, the, the same kind of thing it, it just but without malice there was no malice in it exactly even even scheming even- is a funny word I love the word scheming but right. but it does have a connotation of malice and there was not a shred there's not a shadow of malice
0: in exactly exactly so, so I want to, I want to jump ahead a little bit because I don't necessarily want to go blow by blow on everything that was covered in talking to her over that time and I know there's a lot of time we're talking about here because it took like you said a, a year mm-hmm. so in terms of phases of this right because we've covered very well, innocuous conversation establishing trust and and communication and caring and that that was great you know that that was that 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 went really well and she starts opening up to you about deeper problems and issues and and things she's got her attention on that she doesn't like that she you know wished it weren't that way and you dealing with this without ever turning it back around and well why don't you well why you know this kind of thing it was just very keep telling me, keep going. But, what about this? The what way about you that?
1: said it, you know? but the way you said it a minute ago was the way it unfolded. It was like, it, was, it wasn't so much, why don't you quit? It was like, well, are you really, are you really happy here? And right. why, why are you not able to do this? And uh, so how do you get to a world? How do you get to a point where you can do this? Cause why not?
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, when did, the, when did this sort of switchover happen in terms of going from, okay, here's this thing that you now, when did it occur to you, she really doesn't want to be part of this picture that she's in?
1: Well, and it was how, when we were talking, I'm sorry.
0: And how do I facilitate getting her out of it?
1: It was when we were talking about those kinds of things. <clears throat> We're talking about nature and beauty and 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 different places of the world and 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 artistic things. She's a very artistic person mm-hmm. and and just being able to create things, uh, whether you're making a living at it or or whatever, just having the opportunity to do it. And <clears throat> and you remember I was talking about, well, a good company would do this, and obviously you work for a good company, so why would they? and she said yeah they won't let me do that i can't do that i can't do that and i said well how do you get to to a point where you can do that mm-hmm. said, well i'd have to i'd have to leave <laughs> or i'd have to leave i'd have to leave the church and i said so what happens if you do that i said i know you're happy with it i always want you to be happy but but what happens if? well you know didn't use this word, but just kind of, was, she basically said, I'd be ex-commu- excommunicated uh, or something.
0: Declared? Oh, disconnected?
1: No, she didn't say anything. No, she. I wouldn't have known what declared meant at that yeah. point. But no she, <laughs> no, she didn't say anything that. She did mention that she would be shamed. Uh, oh, okay. She would be shamed and she would be
0: shunned. There you go.
1: I almost said
0: excommunicated it into English for you. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. He had said declared. I would have went declared. What?
0: Yeah. What's that mean?
1: At that time. At that time. A few months later, I would have said, okay. Yeah. I know what it means now. But, um, yeah. She said it. She said it would be like I was being excommunicated. I said, well, if you're being excommunicated, why would you be excommunicated from something that you've already left? How does that? Even make sense, and she, she guess what she said. It's hard to explain.
0: Yeah, yeah. I said
1: uh, so. So I went. Well, why would you be? Sh- why would they shun you? For I said you're not. I said you're. I said remember. I'm not talking about. I'm not saying anything against the church. That's the scheming part. I inside. I was. I was get out of here. But I. I'm not saying anything against the church. I'm not asking you to. to to even dislike the church a little bit. I said, why can't you do both? Well, you can't do both. That's the way they're, they're set up. And, but why?
0: I don't know. You know I don't right, know. right. And, but again, then, it's, it's yep. questions. It's questions, 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 right?
1: Yeah, because even if you know the answer, it's, it's really good if you know the answer to them and you know that it's going to lead them to a place where they're going to say, yeah, that kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous! Oh my God, that's ridiculous! So why did I let them do that to me? What you know, all of that, exactly. as long because they're not thinking about that before that, and so so to, to answer your question, that's the kind of thing we were talking about. I said, well, why don't you? I said, what do you need to do? I want to help you, whatever in whatever way I can. What how what do you need to do in order to get to a point where he said, well, I'd have to make a choice between the church and the um and that, and I'd be shunned. I said, why would you be shunned? And why are, I said, are these people, I thought you said these people were your friends. Why would they not support you? Because they would think I'd be abandoning my post and I was being irresponsible and I was letting down the world. And I don't remember if she said that, but I know that that's part of it. It's the, the idea that I, 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 I made a commitment. I made a commitment and I'm only thinking of myself. I said, I said, well, you haven't been thinking of yourself for 27 years and you're very unhappy. It's uh, That's what you've told me. And that's the entire thing. That's another really important point. So everything that you, I'm assuming here, I'm going off of what you and you alone have told me. I'm not going off of anything I'm reading on the internet. Because I knew that as soon as I did that, my credibility would be just shot. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going off of, and that's why I kept as you said asking the questions to make sure that I said okay this is what you said at this time this leads me to believe that and so all of this has led me to believe that you are very unhappy would you uh, are you unhappy or are you not she, well I, I don't know i, I, I changed the time her answer was really nebulous and and I said, "Well, I imagine that it it would be hard for you also. That even if you did want, that even if you did want to choose the other one, you wouldn't really know what to do because you've been there for 27 years." She mm-hmm. said, and "Here was the key. Here, here was the key phrase right here. So pivot. It's all on this, right? Where would I go? It's not. It it wasn't. It wasn't. I would have nowhere to go. It was a question, even though it was a rhetorical question. Where would I go?" And as soon as I heard that, I saw a little thread to pull on. Yep. There you go. And I saw and I said, I, I need to unravel this tapestry. And I don't know if that's a good metaphor or not, but
0: um oh, you got a string to pull there and you pulled on yeah. it. Yeah, that I, was, I
1: it was perfect. And so that's that's where it started. That's the day that I decided I wanna that, that it's clear that she is not satisfied. I, I want to hopefully, e- I want to either find out how dissatisfied she is and hopefully make her less satisfied, Re- get her to realize how unsatisfying and unfulfilling a life like this must be.
0: Exactly. And if, and if that sounds, before, and, and let's be clear that if that sounds judgmental, opinionated, even bigoted to some people's ears, let's remember that we're talking about here specifically scientology and more broadly destructive cult situations we're talking about groups that truly are bad for you using objective metrics not just opinion it's it's not an opinion that being in the in the church of scientology is a bad thing for you It's not an, you know, it's, these are abusive, high control groups that cause misery. (laughs) So, so that, so getting a person around to a place where they're going to see that is not an impossible task. The nature of the group they're part of is destructive.
1: Yes. This is not just, this is not just trying to get somebody to convert to a lifestyle that you like. Exactly. It's about, it's about, and that again, it's about what she said. What she said to me, if she had indicated to me, I love it here. And if she, and she, well, she did say that she loved it there, but if she had just always been talking about how fulfilling things were, and if she never, if she never indicated that she missed anything out here, I probably would have just said, well, sad for me then. Yeah. Sad for me. Exactly. Great for you. Great for you. Good for you.
0: Exactly. And that That might well be what you do have to deal with for a while, because exactly in your situation with Catherine, she at first presents as though everything's great. Couldn't be better. It's wonderful. It's awesome. I work for the best group in the world. It couldn't, you know, it couldn't be more ideal. Yeah. And I'll tell you about it when you're not asking about it. That's how great it is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So there's, so there, you know, so there, so there are layers that you have to get through, in other words, to, to deal with, to get to the Mm -hmm. core person, you know, and and it's patience. It's 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 uh, persistence. It's again, it's caring. It's asking questions, not making demands or, st- or or telling the person what to think. You know, and this is this is what you've been describing here. And so, I just wanted to highlight those points because they're really important points. So now, in terms of um, you know the, the 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 kind of the switch to getting her out of this, um what sort of bumps did you run into in that road between okay now we're talking about what other possibilities there are for her to now we got her on a plane you know, yeah.
1: you know what what did i run into for the next year basically um, well it didn't well, yeah.
0: like all this happened in two days it took you weeks and months just to get her to that point yeah 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 right and yeah, then do get her to that point, but it's not like, okay, tomorrow, here's your plane ticket. Let's get you out of there. Right. Right. What other sort of bumps were well, there, in it the was, road there?
1: it was, I, I, I thought it was, I thought that if it was going to succeed, I, that it would take probably two or three years, maybe more. Right. I had no idea. I just was prepared for it being a, a really long time. And <clears throat> I thought, so, okay, I'll just, just talk to her. Just talk to her the way I otherwise would when it comes up it comes up and it will come up and 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 the more and of course because she's already she has she's there are many things that over those years had had uh (laughs) dissatisfied her or more uh including abuse um there were lots of times when there were there were there were unha- there was unhappiness in her stay there. So I knew, well, there are going to be more of those. And when they come up, they come up. And that's when we'll talk about them. Or we can, and that's the thing about, about the two of us. We we talk about so many things. And so many things could just lead into this naturally, organically. So mostly just talking to her and mostly just um even when we're not talking about that, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm working on her because I don't like that. But at the same time, it's the idea of reintegrating her with what things are like on this side of things. Right. Uh, because there are times when there were times when she there was one time when she actually said, Yeah, you and I are from totally different worlds. And I said, "That's not true. We're from the same world. We're just in different worlds. You're. This is the world you're from. This is home. That's not home. This is. And, and this, but that was much later. But yeah. But um. But basically, to get her to start to keep thinking, keep thinking of what, what she's missing, and getting her also by contrast to keep thinking of. What is what she has there? You know, like just starvation wages, 100-hour work weeks, which I eventually started comparing to trafficking uh, victims, yeah. um, not when she was talking about them, but when, but when it was another subject. So yeah, these people, those poor people work 100 hours a week and they get almost nothing. They don't even get time to think so that hopefully she would think, well, that's what happens to me.
0: Again, bingo. Right? One of the things that we talk about in getting people out of destructive cults or cultic situations is making them realize that they're in a bad situation in the first place. And that is not done by talking about their group. It's done by talking about other groups. Other situations that people get themselves entangled in that are that are that the person can agree are bad. And later on, they're the ones who will connect the dots between that and that's a, great point. Group.
1: that's a great point. That's a great way. I think that's a great way to put that. Yeah. And, and later on, much later on, much closer to the actual departure, uh, that's when I started likening it to, to not likening it to, but saying it is getting her to, to understand that this is the same thing as an abusive relationship. It's not like an abusive relationship. Because I, I compared it, I compared it to like uh, the, the stereotype wife beater, wife beater, who's, you know, because this is when she was talking about finally leaving. Well, I'm going to announce my intention. I said, Are you crazy? Right. I said, how do you think that works out when, when, uh, when an abusive wife, uh, an, abu- an abused, an abused housewife tells her, her abusive husband, well, I'm going to leave you. You think he lets that happen? You know, exactly. anyway. So so, but yeah, just likening it to other things that they would otherwise identify as horrible.
0: That's right.
1: Including exactly. if you have your own thing, if you have something that's happened to you and that person cares about you, that that's terrible. That that's a really good investment there. I'm making it sound like such a cold strategy, and I don't want it because it was done. <laughs> It was done out of love, I swear.
0: But no, no, you can strategically love somebody. (laughs) It's nothing. There's nothing. But you understand how it could be. I I know you understand how this could be depicted and how it could be misrepresented. Of course. Of course. I'm just, I want to, I mean, we really got to bust out some of these like, you know, false, you know, ideas that people have out there. Well, if you're scheming or if you're planning, then it's not love or something. It's like, what are you talking about? It's the you motivation know, if, behind it, really. Yeah, yeah. If you scheme to hide a marriage proposal because you want it to be a surprise, right? Does that make the love any less? Because you're planning something. Of course not. Right. You know, is it manipulative? Yeah, but for a good cause to a good end result. So it's not. So let's remove. This, it, like, are you doing
1: oh, it for and, you? Or, you know, are you doing it for you or you and them or just them or which is it? You know. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thank you for, for that. I just, yeah, I just don't, it, it, it's just something that could be easily misunderstood. So,
0: yeah. Um, well, so that, that's, we're on that's the easy. same page on what we're trying to accomplish here. And I just want to show that these points are things that, again, I have described, talked about in detail, right. In earlier episodes. And this is a real life example of everything I've been talking about. You okay. know, so I, so okay. these need to be highlighted as important points. You know, if you stage an intervention for somebody who's in a cult, if you if you if you if you work out a circumstance where you're going to have this person talk to, say, a cult expert or exit counselor, you're going to have to work things around in such a way that you don't deceive the person like grossly. But yeah. you might need to manipulate the circumstances a little bit to get the meeting to happen in the first place. And then yeah. it's a conversation and it's not deceptive and it's not kidnapping. It's not weird. It's just a conversation. But in order to make that conversation happen, you might need to, you know, maneuver events a little bit. That yeah, doesn't make you what you're doing wrong you traumatize or traumatize them
1: while you yeah. You know, yeah, you can't traumatize them while you're trying to love them. That doesn't
0: exactly work. just don't. Tra- yeah. You're not trying to try are at no stage along the way here. Are we traumatizing the person? Yeah. And, I, and so what the cult's doing. Yeah. So
1: they, they rely on it. And, 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 uh, but I mean, like what I was saying about if you have something of your own where they can get like, there were, t- I can't remember any examples, but there were times where I said, How would you feel if somebody did the same exact thing to me? What would you feel like that? Be honest with me. Step back for a second. Don't take a minute to answer this question. As if somebody did, I think it was when she was talking about a form of physical abuse, which, of course, she didn't identify as abuse. She just figured it was justified or whatever. Sure. What would you think if somebody did that to me? I said, you've reacted. I, I I was I was abused at certain times in my life uh, by by certain people, and I've told you about those, and that really upset you. So mm-hmm. if somebody does this to me, how does that make you feel? And, of course, yeah, it's, just, it's terrible. I would hate them for that. And I say, why is it okay for them to do that to you? Great question. Hard to explain.
0: Yeah, really good. Really good. You have
1: to read this. No, right. There's never any of that. But yeah, if you have something of your own life that can, they, and then get them to realize, well, why is it okay that it's done to me? That 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 I think can be effective.
0: I think it's a great question. You 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 very you were very clever in all the things that you asked and did along the line here. You really were. It was, it was, I'm really my hat's off to you on this.
2: Oh.
0: Um, yeah. Now we've been talking for almost two hours, and I want to wrap this up. Because this is because it's going to go too long and people are going sure. to disperse attention, right? So I want to move toward wrapping this up. So, so could we go to the end phase now of, okay, so what happened to go from, you know, those, the, the, the questions and the concerns and the, you know, okay, now we flip the script. Now we're getting out. How did that process happen? What, what occurred? I am not quite sure I tracked what you said. Oh, okay. So you got to a certain point where, as through all the things we've been talking about up to now, you got to a point where she was like, yeah, I need to get out of here. Or I need to, I need to go, or this needs to change. This circumstance needs to change. Yeah.
1: It was more like, it was much more gradual as it was more like, um, I I want to, I'm interested, I'm interested. Yeah. And then the next year was spent basically um, getting out of her, like what she wanted and saying, well, you have to make it, you're going to have to do something. What do you want to do? And so most of the next year was spent languishing. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do.
0: Yeah. Getting through though, sort of the waffling of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I I don't know if this is getting toward an answer to your question or not but oh,
0: it is because um, where where I'm wondering is at what point because that waffling, the doubt, the back and forth, the ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, what should I do? That's very that's a very important part of the whole process of leaving is like getting through that process of like oh well god I know that this isn't good but I don't what else is there? What else could I yeah. have? What other opportunities? Well, there, okay, right? So, right. so I
1: spent so the next year, Trent. Yes. Yeah, so I spent the next year. I'm
0: yeah. sorry. Well, so you, so you spend a bunch of time getting through that. Yeah. My question now is, once that was done, what did it look like? And and how did you proceed from there to getting her out?
1: Well, it's, You. I guess I'll tell you how I played hardball with her, which is, um, when the, the gentleness on that uh, kind of came to, didn't really come to an end, but anyway.
0: Yeah, what happened?
1: What caused you to change gears? She had mentioned months earlier, she had mentioned months, months earlier, uh, like after she had told me she was interested in leaving, uh, she had mentioned a few months after that, that like for some reason she had mentioned the press release that her mom had sent out, uh, in, I think it was 2008. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> saying, my, my daughter has been, is part of this horrible cult and, and, uh, she said, yeah, you could check it out. It's just a bunch of BS and blah, 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 because of course everything, everything on the outside can't be, nothing can be relied on except what the church says and um and everything that anybody says against the church is evil and all that crap and so and i remember thinking that what wh- later months after that months after she told me that i, I just never checked it out it's I after she had languished for quite a while um i thought well this is this is all good but and i i don't want to but at the same time she sounds like she's reached this decision. She just doesn't know how. And so, and and she's, every once in a while, she backpedals and convinces herself and tries to convince me that, oh, maybe this isn't, it's not so bad here. And I'd say, yeah, it's not bad right now. Uh, yeah You're right. I'm sure you're right. I don't doubt what you're saying. I uh, said, but uh, you're living at the whims of everybody in that group. Um, keep in mind that according again according to what you've told me absolutely anything could be done to you at absolutely any time mm-hmm. if we if they decided that you're going to fly off to new zealand or whatever at some point and never and never be and never contact me again there's not a thing you and i can do about it and there's not a thing you and i and there's nothing I wouldn't even know about it. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I started upping the stakes. I started, or increasing the stake, raising the stakes. There you go. And so also talking about what happens when I said, you've been, they've been working you a hundred hours a week for 28 years now, 28 years. And and with almost no pay, so I know you're giving almost nothing to Social Security, and you don't have a retirement plan, and you don't have medical insurance. I said, what happens 28 years from now? What happens when you can't? What happens if you can't work anymore? What do they do with you? And she said, well, yeah, I, 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 what gave me a kind of a waffling answer. And I, I said, because would it? I What you you don't have any way of retiring. You could end up on the streets. You could end up in poverty. You you won't contact your family. You won't. Anyway, So, so upping the stakes in that way. And then, but I also thought, okay, she's languishing. I wonder if that, I started thinking about that press release she had mentioned months ago. I thought, maybe, I don't know what it would be, but maybe there's some kind of answer in there. Maybe there's something that'll lead us to a a good place. Maybe like, like, cause she was afraid of contacting any part of her family because of course everybody's evil. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, so I thought, well, I wonder if I could convince her that her mom or her sister are not evil and blah, blah, blah. So I, I started looking for the press release, found it right away. I looked at it, started reading through it. And, and then in, in there was a bit of information that really that really frightened me and it was the word Sea Org and that's when I understood that's when I went oh my god she's a part of the Sea Org this entire time I thought the stakes were lower than they were because remember I had said I'd said okay as soon as I found out what the Sea Org was right uh, okay oh good thing she's not a part of that <laughs> I don't want people coming to my door. I don't want people harassing my family and all and everybody I know. I don't want, you know, I want to be a, all over the newspaper as a, as an SP. By the way, here's my bracelet for that. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't. So I was afraid of that and I went, oh my God, the stakes just got so much higher. I said, what if all they have to do is find out is all. Has happens, one of us screws something up, just one little screw up. She leaves her phone out or something, or, sure. or whatever she was using, and somebody sees it, and that's it. That that's all is lost. And so I, I didn't tell her that I knew what the Sea org was at the time, but that's when I started questioning her much more aggressively. And I said, I said, I'm gonna send you a big email, a really long email pretty soon and I'd like you to answer these questions with a yes or a no, please. Editorialize all you want, tell me anything you want beyond that, but please make sure that you give me at least a yes or a no, because what I was trying to avoid are all the ad hominem things that go on, like, oh, well, who did you hear that from? Oh, you can't trust that source. Oh, this person's corrupt. I don't care about that, even if the person is corrupt. Did this happen, or did it not right and and so I started asking her things about that uh like one of the things I asked was are you are, your mo- your mom said in this letter that you were a member of the c org was that true at the time yes or no and and are you now a are you now a member of the c org yes or no and other things like because because it would have been completely in character for her. Under the conditions that she was in, to say you can't believe what my mom's going to tell you. She's a, she's just a, a suppressive person or whatever. And and
0: and, no, and I would you're, again, you're using questions to get to the point and drive drive through yeah. to the person and bypass that bullshit.
1: Yeah, but exactly, and it's and that's that's hard to avoid because that boy, she played quite a game of chess with me, on uh, on uh, when I was questioning this on text. I said, did this or did this not happen? Well, it wasn't like this. It wasn't like that. It was okay that it happened or, or it was happening to everybody. Like she was talking to me about, about how somebody had grabbed her around the neck and thrown her into a, a, a metal shelf or something like that. I said, I said, did the, did this happen to you? And she said, yes. But she also said something. Well, actually before she said, yes, she said, that was expected. Everybody was fine with it. That's not what I asked you. Did it happen? We can talk about all the other stuff later. So I was basically just trying to get the information. I was gathering information.
0: Well, you weren't, see, but here's the thing about this is you weren't just gathering information. And that's, this is something I want to highlight and point out again here, because this is not just getting questions, getting answers to your questions. It's, see, what you're dealing with when you're dealing with her, yes, but. hmm is you're dealing with the ways she has rationalized all of these abuses, just like every domestic abuse survivor does. Yeah, I, they come up with their own reasoning as to why it's okay. Yeah, he always sends me flowers after he beats me. You know, exactly. Or,
1: you, or you really or, have to understand him.
0: Right. It's it's, yes, I got hit, but I deserved it because blah, 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 or yes, but, and it doesn't really matter what the but is. However, Mm -hmm. getting them to say it out loud or in text or whatever, getting them to get it out of their head and into the world makes them look at the words that they're saying.
1: Well, I don't want to say that. You know, I don't want to say that I wasn't just that I was just gathering information with no objective after that. I didn't mean that. I mean, I was gathering information with the objective later to discuss it. But I l- at least wanted to say, look, this is what you said. Exactly. Than, because no, I, I didn't understand. want to start pulling. Oh, I never said anything like that or that never happened because I, I was a, that way. I was able to say because we have it in writing and just like, well, you said this.
0: Uh, are you- well, of course, I hope I hope I, I wasn't trying to be critical of your actions or intent. Oh, no, no, I was just pointing out an additional layer of what you were doing.
1: No, yeah. no, I didn't feel critical. No. I didn't feel criticized at all. But I yeah. thought that was important to mention yeah. that it is. Yeah, you're gathering information, but you're gathering it with with an objective, an agenda yes. behind it, and and that's and the and you can't operate without that information. And what those victims do, what abuse victims do, when they're answering questions like that, all that other stuff you were talking about, that's just a diversion. That's smoke. And I was trying to clear all the smoke out of there and said, you know, we can we can talk about how you deserve, you might have deserved it or might not have deserved it. We can talk about how oh, I don't really understand them. We can talk about how. Oh, it happens to everybody. It's perfectly accepted. It's part of the culture. We could talk about all of that later. I'm asking for a zero or a one, and that's all I want right now.
2: Yeah.
1: So, and so, and, and getting, trying that on text was, like I said, it was like pulling teeth. Yeah. And it was was (laughs) maneuvering away from and going, Ooh, you're getting clever now. I now, but what that also told me is that I was, is that I was right mm mm-hmm. uh, uh, why would she avoid it why would she be trying to outmaneuver me all these dodges and bobs and weaves and all the, these maneuvers i thought okay i think i know now i know the answer but i but i definitely want her to say it and i want her to face it and uh so but i i didn't want to play the chess game anymore uh, so i i sent this huge email uh, explaining why I was asking what I was asking, what my objectives were, and it's basically to say that that we need to accelerate. Because once I found out she was in the Sea org I said, okay, the stakes in this are much higher than I thought they were. Right, right. We could lose at any time. You need to make a decision very, very soon. Otherwise, as much as it kills me to say this, I have to leave. I can't be exposed to this. I can't. Mm. So, so, and I, and that was true, but I also knew that she wasn't going to say no. I also knew that at that point, she wasn't going to say, after all that, that she wasn't going to say, well, I guess this is my life now.
0: Right. And yeah. that's, that's another really super important point because normally I would absolutely advise. Not to issue ultimatums to people who are in cults. Yeah. Right. That is a bad idea. Uh, almost 100% of the time. However, you were in a unique position of having been in touch with her for months at this point and felt safe and secure because you felt you already knew the answer to the question or the demand and you were right. Yeah. Normally, I would advise against that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. So, you know, yeah, and norm- it's always, but context is always king. There are no hard, always true rules with this. Yeah. There's guidelines. There's there's ways of you know of, of trying things. So so it worked out in this case.
1: Yeah. And that's yeah, I got very lucky with that. And a lot of this is luck, I will add. I will add that, you know, it's it's um, so I, I did say to her, I said, look, I you're gonna have to make a decision. Yeah. And you you can and I said, but here's the picture. That according to the information you've given me, here's what we face. You could either have this world or you could have that world. It's your decision. You all, you already know what I hope, but it is your life. And But I can't be exposed to this. I didn't know you were a Sea Org member. And uh, that puts me at risk. And we can't just keep doing this. So please make a decision. And then she's like, well, what do I do? And that's when I said uh, that. I had previously mentioned the Aftermath Foundation but she reacted with such hostility to that I said okay yeah that was the wrong thing to do and so so I said dah, 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 don't give away that trust just okay don't even mention the don't mention the Aftermath Foundation ever again but in this case I went no 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 um, this is the only thing I can think of doing I said cuz i could you know i might be able to help support if you got out i'd come and get you right now mm-hmm. if you said the word i'd come i'd drive to columbus right now be i'll be there i'll be there i'll be there tomorrow morning or whatever yeah and i'll pick you up i'll take whatever and you know i might be able to help support you for a few weeks and maybe a couple of months or whatever i said but that's not going to do anything as far as you establishing yourself on in this world that's not going to do anything that the foundation that a foundation but specifically this one can do right we find a job help you get a driver's license help you learn how to drive which she didn't didn't yet know how to do as you've mentioned in your other show
2: yeah
1: uh, Help you integrate, have somebody, other C or XC org members to talk to about things that I don't know how to talk to you about as much as I'd love to. I don't. Uh, How to integrate yourself into society, how to, how to, uh, give you a little money for a little while, give you a a chance to, to decompress and think, Of. just basically get get you started with your life. I don't have the resources for that. A foundation does. Exactly. And so I so that's when I went, I revisited this. And again, I knew enough by then to where I said, she's not gonna say no. If I in this case, in this case, she's not gonna say no if I give her an ultimatum. Right. But even if she does, that's the way it has to be
0: well exactly and that's also I, have
1: to, I can't
0: yeah right and 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 let's and let's highlight this because again another good point here that is um that is the other side of the intervention or discussion picture here which is your side your perspective your life in this as the friend or you know or, or family member is boundaries are important And there are boundaries that shouldn't be crossed in this process. And trying to help somebody else out of a cult, you should not be putting yourself into undue danger. You should not put yourself in a position where you have to lie overtly or blatantly. You shouldn't put yourself in a position where you have to deceive this person. And you certainly shouldn't put yourself in a position where they're going to be traumatized but you also shouldn't put yourself or them in a position where you're going to be traumatized. Yeah. That's not the point of any of this. Yeah, because yeah. Then it's not and that's not sacrifice
1: either. For anybody who would say, well, I'm willing to sacrifice. I love the person beyond belief. But it's not sacrifice. It's a lose-lose situation. Exactly. If you use, everybody yeah. lose. If one of them loses, you lose too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah, you don't want that outcome right so so boundaries are important and when you saw the seriousness with which you were regarding the sea org and the situation and while it's probably not true that they would have come after you well I did that's what I thought at the time no, no I know that I get yeah. that. and 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 it's not beyond the scope of possibility that they would come after you it's it's not a completely illegitimate threat but you know, knowing what we know now, we know that she's you know a pretty low-level Sea Org member, and they probably weren't going to you know exert a great deal of time and money coming after you. You did not know that at the time, and Scientology does have that reputation, and it is a well-earned reputation. So, I'm making the point here of boundaries, right? This point that you decided, okay, well, I'll go this far, but I'm not going to go farther. I'm not putting my whole life in danger. I'm not going to turn it all upside down for this other person. You know, my life matters too in this picture. Yeah. And those are good, important points, you know, don't over-invest in this because as you just mentioned, it would be a lose-lose and that would be bad all around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and so, I
1: mean, I, I convinced her finally, I did convince her after, after all those embarrassing emails, I kept sending Aaron where, <laughs> Asking, <laughs> kept asking, and I knew the way it looked. I was going, God, it must look like a, such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, just say, "Hey, do you," uh, get, and he would. Do you have any information on this? Uh, well, why don't you get the why don't you get the C org member to contact us, John? let's see. I know. I know you're right. I've been telling her that she needs to contact you. Well, it doesn't sound like she's an actual organ. It actually sounds like you wanted to leave, and that she doesn't want to leave. I said, "I'm going to tell her you said that." <laughs> <laughs> so, and so finally, he and so finally, she contacted them, and uh, and once that happened, just a switch went on a switch went on it was is it was like night and day the moment she talked to uh, to Mark and to Claire I, no, excuse me I guess just Mark
0: um yeah things turned around it,
1: it was no longer an abstraction it, it was right. be, oh this is this is what a real person feels like and oh there's nothing this person is not harmful to me at all and of course she went through the entire thing before that saying no these are all. People who who are these are all angry people who are who are, are corrupt and they left and they left in anger. And I said, after everything you've described to me, wouldn't you be a bit angry too?
0: Good question. You
1: know, I said there's I said they have every reason to be angry. Exactly. I said, I said a lot of these people have been through things even worse than you. So I I, I understand why you're saying that. But that doesn't mean they're going to be angry at you. They're trying to help you they, because they know exactly what you feel like. That's right. And right. and so and they they don't want this for you. Well, why would I believe a stranger? I said, well, you I guess you don't have to, but you're going to have to start trusting other people eventually. I said, if you're going to be on the outside world, which you have told me over and over now, this, this is what you want. There is, going to become, there is going to come a time, and very quickly, where you will have to give out your name. You will have to tell people who you are. You will have to trust other people. You cannot live this world as an, in, in isolation, as yeah. an island. Yeah. You, can't, you can't just go and say, and say well, I'm just going to live as a hermit for the rest of my life. You won't, that won't work. You won't do that. Exactly. And so you will need other people's help. And in order to get other people's help, you must trust them. And you're trusting me and I'm calling in some old favors on that. So I'm basically saying, if you trust me as much as you say you do, and I believe that you do, trust me on this. And I am not a person, I've mentioned this before. I am not a person who believes in certainty. I like, I like intellectual uncertainty. I like questions more than (laughs) answers, but. There was a time when, when I was, when I stopped to check myself and I said, is this really the right thing to do or am I just doing it for myself? Took me about one minute to realize, no, this was absolutely the right path.
0: Mm, Yeah, definitely was. was
1: Absolutely the right path. And the, the, the Aftermath Foundation, God, those guys, so effective, so effective.
0: Yeah, they, they definitely know what they're doing. They got the drill down now. And, um. And they, and they took care of business and, and Catherine, uh, you know, got the help that she needs and had a happy ending there, you know. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of move toward wrapping up now because we've sort of gone through the main core of the, of the narrative and covered most of the important points, I think. But I want to ask you before we wrap up, were there any other significant events or points that you feel need to be made in regards to what happened here with you and her?
1: Roger, what happened with me and her?
0: Well, uh, in terms of the timeline of, I mean, w- did we skip anything or miss something important that I might have that we might have? Oh,
1: well, well, she and I both thought it would be a good idea to mention what happens afterward. Well, the aftermath, really, and and like because I had talked about, I had mentioned earlier that while I was trying to help her get out. Mm-hmm. I have thought many times of what happens when she is out. What happens if the vulnerability that she has? Because she's going to be in utter shock when she comes out. Mm-hmm. That's something to be prepared for. Is like it's, it's like moving, just just the act of moving from one location across the country to the other is is gives people anxiety, it gives them stress. But having an entire reality switched on you, I, I can't even imagine what that must be like. So she, She's going to be in shock for a while, which will make her very vulnerable also to things like this. I thought, what if she falls into another cult? What if she uh, starts, what if she falls into some other, because she was talking about, she had been talking about how she wanted to retain some of the the, the teachings of Scientology and how, sure. it, and and I said, well to myself, what happens if she, if that, if she makes herself vulnerable to falling into some other kind of cult and what happens when that, so I didn't know really what to say. So I was, I don't remember who it was. It might've been you, um, who recommended Hassan's, um, yeah, what's that combating cult mind control. Yes. Yes. Fantastic stuff. Yes. And I'm glad, I'm really glad she, she, she went through that. Yep. But at the same time, uh, she was, it it turned out she was exposed to not another cult, but to the very kind of mindset that gets you into one of those, which is she, right after she got out, she was exposed to a relative who she hadn't seen in decades, who started talking about all, who just started packing her ears with all these conspiracy theories. Right. And and I think that's really important because she was terrified. She was t- she kept texting me or emailing me, said, Can you just tell me what about this? And tell me what about this? What about this? What do you think of this? And and I just go through that, Oh my God, what a time of all the times for somebody to come at her with this kind of crap. Right. I thought, oh God, this is gonna get her right back into the same kind of thing. And I didn't that was harder, actually for me to steer her steer her away from that than it was from, from uh, Scientology. Mm-hmm. But it was like, uh, she kept, so then I had to start talking about other things, like things like you talk about a lot. I actually recommended your your um, shows. So critical thinking. Yep. Critical thinking, and it's a, you know, like there was some, some things she put up as a TikTok thing Right, I'll, I'll right off the bat. There's like TikTok, okay. Uh, where it's like, oh, the, the mainstream media isn't reporting this. And she said, Why isn't the mainstream media reporting this? I Googled the topic, found the topic in the mainstream media within one minute. And I right. said, Here's the link. Said, so now my question is for you. Why, why does this person want you to believe that I said, This is the mainstream media, this is CNN. You can't get much more mainstream than that. Exactly. Here's the New York and, Times, here's NPR. And even report- I'll, I'll tell you an even I'll even uh,
0: I'll tell you an even better question to ask her would be why didn't you google this?
1: Well, I <laughs> <laughs> No, I did I didn't say that, but I did say I said you know what happens if you Google this from now on?
0: Exactly. Why do I have
1: to do it? I said I should. I, uh, you know, your your, your fingers exactly. as fast as mine. And exactly. I said you you. Uh, I said the the question I have to ask you now is why does this person want you to believe that the mainstream media are? I said remember all the things that this relative of yours has said. Oh, you can't trust the mainstream media. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah. You you shouldn't trust them blindly that's true. but um, you just uh, say that everything they're gonna say is automatically false is false exactly so,
0: Very so
1: why is this why is this person trying to get you to believe that the mainstream media didn't report this? and then another example was where his talk was some doctor about something had said some expert uh, it was a topic. I don't want to get political so I don't want to mention specific sure. Things but um it was about a, it was about a doctor an uh, an alleged expert on a subject who had said well i am just going to say i'm just going to say it the vaccine the vaccine is horrible the
0: vaccine will make sure anti vax messaging yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The, the vaccine is not only ineffective it will make you explode it will be you'll be controlled by nanobots and
0: right and, and go to hell
1: And so it's it's an expert doctor was telling, and I said, okay, first of all, can't even see who this doctor is because the image is really blurry and you get this moving shot of him. And okay, what's his name? What's the name? Google the doctor. Oh, it doesn't come up anywhere. All right. Where was he educated? Uh, don't never heard of that school. Never heard. And so, you know, like if, if this is a medical doctor, they're going to be a part of the medical community. And I said, well, And I said, well, uh, they're going to be a medical, a part of the medical community. There's going to be a trail as to their credentials. And I said, now, I said, now you look up the doctor that you just, uh, that your, your family medical doctor, look up that person, see how many, how many, uh, references comes up to that person. I said, here's my, here's my theater history professor that I had in undergrad. Here's you've heard of, I've told her about him many times, Google him. Google him yourself, use that name, and comes up with a big list. But all these people, all these experts, were not coming up with any credentials. So it's like I'm just basically trying to just say, oh my God, no. Uh, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to help her get out of this conspiracy mindset, this right. anti-critical thinking mindset, this idea that. Everything is subjective. There's no fixed reality. And that when any one a- anecdotal evidence and what any one person says is just as good or bad as what any other person says. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, that's where the critical thinking comes in. And that is definitely why I uh, I'll push um, Sagan, you know, the demon haunted world. As... He is my hero. Ah, me too. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I grew up
1: with Carl Sagan. By the way, you're blurry. I don't know if you know that right
0: now. Oh, okay. Uh Get the autofocus in. Uh, Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up. Okay. We've been talking for a long time. We've covered a lot of territory here. I uh, probably too much, but it's fine uh, because it's a lot. There's a lot here. And I hope that those of you out there who are needing help with family or friends, or relations, or whatever, who are part of, or stuck in, or trapped in some kind of coercive situation. I hope that the pointers and, and information that we put here, and the examples—numerous examples of how we uh, how this is applied—is helpful to you. And if you, you know, need to have multiple viewings of this podcast, please do so because this is the meat and potatoes of how you actually do it. It's all here, and it's really important stuff. And it's uh, it's very very useful, of course, for helping people out of cults, out of you know coercive situations. But it's also just kind of helpful information for how to deal with people. <laughs> Period. And I wish I was better at it myself. You know, because because uh, we all have our 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 issues and triggers and places where we fall down and all that. So it's not like if you can't do all of this perfectly, don't you know? Then then you can't do it at all. It's not not at all the point. You can do it. You should do it and please do do it you know, and and fumble your way through and you'll figure it out along the way. And, and it's really all in the interest of helping somebody. So, you know, you're really not going to fall too far flat if you're really honestly intending to help somebody. So,
1: Could I, could I add oh, um, a please, couple, yeah. just a couple that I'll try to be real quick and you can edit it out, of course, sure, sure. but I actually was coming up with things that I thought would be important to touch on. And I ended up, I ended up coming up with this list of things that I thought would be, would make would, are good for failure if you want to fail. Hmm. And they ended up all beginning with A's, so it's like the six Hmm. A's or something like that. Most of them, Uh, in my opinion, just Hmm. my opinion. If you want to fail, you should do these things: abduction, kidnap. And that doesn't just mean kidnapping. It also means blocking the person's path of egress, means of egress, something like that. Um, abduction, that's going to traumatize them. And then abuse. Anytime you and I have talked about that uh, together, physical, emotional, which includes gaslighting, by the way. Um, anger, because people withdraw from anger. Mm-hmm you're angry at a person, if you vent your frustrations at them, they'll go away, and you'll lose their trust. And alienation, uh, based by other words, uh, meaning, you're dumb, I'm smart. Mm. You're weak, I'm strong. You're wrong, I'm right. Your world is your world sucks. Mine is awesome. You made the wrong decision. You're a fool. You're but but I'm smart. Yeah relative tried to do that to her the relative i was talking about and uh not not good that that, that never helps anything um arrogance Mm -hmm. uh even if you know more than the person and and you do because you're on the outside world even if you know don't condescend or vent your frustration on them Mm -hmm. And, and and then attacks of any kind and and i say of any kind because that includes on the attacks uh, on the cult, that that could be an even. I feel like that could be an even bigger mistake than attacking the person.
0: Mm-hmm. Directly, absolutely, and certainly too early on. Absolutely, that's the yeah. case. Absolutely, there were, and there were times. There
1: was one time when Catherine did start to say to me, "I was. I feel really bad that I that I haven't been praising the church." to you much more i haven't been i haven't been uh, saying very many nice things about them she hadn't been saying anything bad about them at all but but i just want you to know that everything everything i am everything you love is because of because of this and i said and i said this really disturbs me that you would say this i said because i knew you before this this church got a hold of you and i said i remember everything about you and you were a great person before that, the church didn't do that. Mm. No, the, the church, it's, it's not a matter of, because because they'll try to tell you everything, yeah, everything I am is because of the church. Everything bad that I am is because of me. That's right. And, that's and, to, right. Get, and to get them to understand that that's not the truth at all. That they're a good person because they're a good person. They're, they're great because they, and the ones they love, made them great the church didn't do any of that
0: the cult didn't do it exactly cool good well thank you for making those points they are all valid and very good points to be made um so with that we're gonna wrap up this episode thank you very much everybody who has uh who who participated listened in on this uh thank you for inviting us into your home this week as well of course and um, I will put out there right now, just because I really don't talk about this enough. And since we are wrapping up this podcast, I did, it's applicable here, maybe more so than any other show I've done. Uh, if you need help with this, if you are a person out there who has a family member or a friend who is stuck in a coercive situation and you don't know what to do, or you are stuck in some kind of a situation and you don't know what to do or how to begin or where to proceed or whatever, I do consulting on this exact thing. And, uh, that is a service I provide. And I will advertise that here, right here. And now that if you need help contact me, I might be able to be of assistance to you in this. So, um, I do not do that for free by the way, but we can talk about that. So, uh, with all of that being said, I want to thank you again, John, for taking the time and, uh, care and everything you took in putting this together and, and being a, a guest on my show today. Thank you very much.
1: Oh it was a it was a privilege. I I really enjoy all of the the stuff that I've seen of yours on online. Uh it's a privilege to be a part of the cause in this way.
0: Awesome. Well thank you. And uh it was, you did you did a stellar job. You really did a bang up job. And I wanna I can't validate it enough. Um, it's not usual, average or ordinary what you did. You went way above and beyond, even if it didn't feel like it, or you didn't think that's what you were doing. I'm telling you, you did. (laughs) And it was very, very admirable. And I, and I really want to validate that for, for, uh, for what it was. Well, thank you very much. All right, folks. Thanks for coming around. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.